Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved. Hello, beloved family. How are you all doing? I pray that you're well. Why am I so happy when things are so awful? Because God is in control, and we know that, but it's time to know our faith. And you know, you know that, who have been listening a while, that I keep looking for books and catechisms. Um, I had the Catechism of Trent, the Catechism Explained, Theology for Beginners and other books that we've tried to go through. And after a few days, I realize how uh, unprofitable it is because sometimes every once in a while I need to be away and every once in a while there's um, something I want to uh, read or bring to you of importance um, and it's very difficult because we end in the middle of a chapter, in the middle of a paragraph, and um, not easy for for us to go on in that way and pick up, especially those who are coming in more new. And so I keep looking for something, and I found a terrific thing, a terrific thing. Um, it's a Roman Catholic drill book so we are soldiers of christ and we have a drill book and it's really terrific i'm going to show it to you it's from romanita's press roman catholic drill book and it has everything we should know about our faith everything it was published in 1926 um and i'm going to read the back cover in this post-conciliar crisis Many Roman Catholics are concerned about the teaching of faith and morals, particularly if they are the authentic ones of the Church. First published in 1926 under the title of Christian Doctrine Drills, this catechism certainly fulfills the criteria of being a traditional presentation of the unchanging truths of the Catholic faith. But the unique value of this catechism is the drill format used to teach the basic tenets of the Catholic faith, as well as other important matters, such as the mysteries of the rosary, the stations of the cross, and the sacred liturgy. Slightly revised, this this one. Um, it's slightly revised for conformity with the liturgical calendar observances of the 1962 Roman Missal. This drill book has also been enlarged for easier reading. Okay. I need things enlarged. My eyes are getting better by the day. How's that? No, they are not. Okay, so I thought we'll just take one little drill a day. There are, um, let's see now, I don't know how many drills there are, uh, but we'll just start with the first one. The first one. And the first drill, you want to take a guess? It begins with 10. How's that? (laughs) Ten Commandments of God. I'm just going to read them through, then we'll go on to something else. We won't take uh, the whole first half hour with these, but we'll read a different drill each morning and see how up to par you are in your faith. This is exciting. The faith that has never changed, by the way. 
So drill one, the commandments of God. What is number one? I'm going to give you, I'm going to count to three and uh, to allow you to uh, say it in your head and then I'll read it. So uh, it's, it's a drill and you're working it along. We're working together on this. So number, the first commandment is... Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> it is, I am the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not have strange gods before me. You know, I'll just mention there are three. If you read Exodus 20, from which the commandments come, there are a minimum of 14 commandments there and, and more, I think. But they've been consolidated to 10. Um, and there's three versions of it. There's the Jewish version, which, of course, um, is first. There is the Catholic version. And then there is um, what I think is the Lutheran version, the Protestant version. There are three different versions. And so we have some variances. And in the Jewish Ten Commandments, the first commandment is not a commandment. It's a statement. I am the Lord thy God. That's it. I am the Lord thy God. It's a statement. And then the second commandment, thou shalt not have strange gods before me. You see, all of these are contained in all three versions, um, but they're divided a little differently. I love the Jewish thought, I am the Lord thy God. If we keep that in our mind, then everything should flow. Everything we do, everything we don't do should flow from that. So, I am the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not have strange gods before me. Okay, number two. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> silly, huh? But I want you to, to, to remember it. Number two. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Did I ever tell you when I worked for a restaurant... Uh, when I left California to to go to, I was heading Protestant uh, Women's Ministries, and um, um, maybe we will take the first half hour on this. I'll just tell you little stories. Um, and I left everything and everyone to go to New York to read my way into the church. And I didn't know I'd come into the church, but I knew that if I didn't, uh, look into it, I'd be turning from God because that's what he had done in my heart. And so I came and I didn't want to, I ran two companies in New York before that, but I didn't want to uh, get tied up in a company and I didn't want them to invest in me. I was only there to earn rent money so I could read and study. And so I took a waitress job and it was just, it, it someday if I ever write a book, um, I have to include that chapter because it's one of the most beautiful chapters of my life. Um, it was in a raunchy area of New York, upstate New York, where the um, across the street the adult video store owner had been shot, and um, the waitresses were mostly in their twenties and in and out of jail and prostitution and. Oh, it's just really amazing. And so there I came in, and I was in my late 40s at the time. And I said to the owner, um, I don't want you to hire me. I, I, because the ad said waitress wanted no experience. And I figured, well, I qualify for that. I have no experience being a waitress. So I told him that. And I said, but don't hire me. I want to spend a day here, and I want to first see if I can do it. 
And so he agreed. No, he didn't have to pay me anything. So the waitresses were helping me and teaching me. And um, they had to pile those diner, those heavy diner plates back then. Um, on one arm, you had to be able, you had to be able to pile two in your hand and four, pile them up. Really amazing. Um, hold on a second. Let me see what I just did. I just did something that wasn't good. Uh oh. I think I disconnect. I think we're okay now. Paco, are we back? Hold on a moment. I think I just did something to the live stream. Let me see if I can change, fix it. Sorry for you that are listening on the radio. Okay, we're back. This is terrific. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Paco is a wonderful engineer. That's who I'm talking to. Um, anyway, at the end of the day, I said, oh, I don't know that I could do this. And all the young waitresses said, come on, you can do it. We'll help you. Come on. So I took the job and I went in. And now we're talking the second commandment, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. And all day, because their language was atrocious, and they weren't Christians. And again, I had been a jail chaplain for 10 years, so I, I knew that language and they would just, when they got frustrated, they'd say, Jesus Christ, they would shout his name out loud. And I said, oh, no, all day you heard it from all over the place. Jesus Christ. I said, no, 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 what am I going to do about this? I didn't say anything until about the second week. I had to come up with a plan. Um, and so about the second week, the first person who said that out loud, Jesus Christ, and I shouted out loud to her. I said, wow, I love him. And she said, what? I said, I love him. And she said, you love who? I said, Jesus Christ. She said, what are you talking about? I said, well, you said his name. She said, oh, no, 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 no. I, I was just, uh, no. I, I, are you religious? I said, well, I love God. She said, well, did I offend you? I said, you can't offend me. I, I love his name. Say it as often as you want. So every time they say, said it, I would shout out, I love him. And they would, you know, be shy now about saying it. One day, it was lunch hour. The diner was packed. And one of the, I was on one side of the restaurant. It was divided between a diner and a kind of dining room. And I was in the dining room, and one of the waitresses, all on the other end of the diner, she said it, and I could hear it. And I shouted across the whole restaurant, I love him! And oh my goodness! And they, they stopped saying it. They were cured. <laughs> it's just so terrific. I have so many other stories from that diner. I really, really, really loved it. Okay. We have um, eight commandments <laughs> to cover after the break. I'll run through them. I promise you we will finish one drill every day. It won't go over to the next day. And then at the break... At the half-hour break, we'll take, after that, we'll take your calls, your emails. If you'd like to get ready to call, the toll-free number is 1-877-511-5483. And the email is mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back.
LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, love in truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. The Catholic Current on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network. He goes to St. Typicals, and there's Father Cheerful in his polyester vestments, and you've got a chorus of castrati-like singers warbling about Jesus as the butterfly who never dies. That's going to crush a young male spirit. Tune in weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Station of the Cross and iCatholic Radio for The Catholic Current, bringing Christ to the world and the world to Christ. The Terry and Jesse Show, weekdays, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network and heard around the world on the iCatholic Radio app. Hi, this is Terry Barber from the Terry and Jesse Show. We want you to know Jesus and his bride, the church. If you have any questions about the faith or what is happening in the church, you can call us during the show at 888-526-2151. to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live, and we are in the middle of a drill on the Ten Commandments. Okay, now, everybody, what's the first commandment? I am the Lord thy God, thou shalt not have strange gods before me. Second, come on, come on, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. And now the third, you got it? What's the third commandment? Come on, children, you probably know this. Remember that thou keep holy the Sabbath day. Keep holy the Sabbath day. Now, the, um, uh, in, in the church now, we're not keeping the Sabbath day. We're keeping Sunday holy. The Sabbath was not changed to Sunday. The day of worship was changed from the Sabbath Saturday to Sunday because the Lord of the Sabbath rose on Sunday. Sunday is not our Sabbath Um Uh, It is the day of worship, the day that the Lord of the Sabbath rose from the dead. And the book of Hebrews says, if we are in him, in Christ, we have entered into our Sabbath rest. So uh, that's just a little taste of uh, a huge study on the Sabbath day. But we need to keep Sunday holy. Sunday and holy days, we need to keep holy. 
and it's a law of the church that we must be in church every Sunday on pain of mortal sin. But now during the coronavirus, there is no pain of sin because we cannot go to church. And even if the church is open and we choose not to go, the obligation for Sunday has been lifted. Number four, what is the fourth commandment? It has to do with who gave you life. Honor thy father and thy mother. Honor thy father and thy mother. Um, oh, I'd love to go in a little message with all of these, but we're just going to go through the drill. Number five, what is it? Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not kill. Number six, thou shalt not commit adultery. You know, and these are very simple, but they are, they are so um, deep and, and full. Honor thy father and the mo- thy mother. The children are told it's the only commandment that promise them, promises them long life. It's the only commandment with a promise. Honor thy father and thy mother. Thou shalt not kill. And our Lord Jesus said, if you even say raka in your heart, and that is if you call someone a fool, you have committed murder in your heart. Thou shalt not commit adultery. And Jesus said, but... If you even look on a woman to lust for her, you've committed adultery in your heart. And now what? What's the seventh? Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not steal. What does that mean? Just money? It means um, relationships. It means anything that's not yours. Anything that's not yours. If you take it, you are stealing. You are committing mortal sin. These are all on pain of mortal sin. That is death to the soul. Number eight, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Number nine, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. And finally, number ten, thou shalt not covet covet thy neighbor's goods. Now, if you follow our Lord's teaching, his prayers, all of that you'll see that he always begins with the love of God, always begins with the love of God, and then love of neighbor. Because you can't properly, cannot properly love your neighbor if you don't love God. And so the first three of the Ten Commandments are love of God. I am the Lord thy God, thou shalt not have strange gods before me. Two, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Three, remember that thou keep holy the Sabbath day. That's worship and love of God. The first three are geared to love of God. And when we properly love God, then we could love our neighbor. And the, the last seven are geared to love of neighbor. Honor thy father and thy mother. That's honoring, uh, well, they're a neighbor with a relationship. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's wife. Thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's good goods. Uh, these should be parents, if you have children, the children, everyone should memorize these. And the understanding is going to be weak, and it's going to grow and deepen as they grow and learn. But you should have the Ten Commandments framed on your wall someplace. And if, you, if you're homeschooling, it's, the Ten Commandments should be there, and, and your children should be drilled on them. Um, in fact, uh, what follows this, first love of God, then love of neighbor, is 
just about everything God has given us. Look at the Lord's Prayer. First love of God, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed, holy, set apart is thy name. Thy will be done. Um, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, that's all geared to love of God. And then our needs give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive others that have trespassed against us. And beloved, if we don't forgive others, we are not. We're asking God to forgive us as we forgive others. If we don't, we're asking him to not forgive us. So when we pray here in our priory, our religious priory, we pray the Jewish prayer, the way the Jewish prayer has it. Um, Blessed art thou, O Lord our God, who gives us... Hold on a moment. (coughs) Oh, excuse me. Pardon me. Um, We say blessed, and normally at the prayer before meals, um, bless us, O Lord, in these thy gifts which we are about to receive from thy bounty through Christ our Lord. We don't start that way. We start, blessed art thou, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who brings forth fruit from the earth. First we honor God, and then bless us, dear Lord, in these thy gifts which thou art about to give us from thy bounty. First, acknowledge God. In fact, the prayer, that prayer, blessed art thou, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, that's the prayer I first heard when I ever went into a Catholic church that was said at the beginning of the liturgy. The priest said, blessed um, art thou, O Lord, our God, I think, uh, King of all creation, I'm not sure, but it was our prayer. It was our prayer. I was I was horrified. I said, what are they doing with our prayer? I wasn't Catholic yet. My brother was interested in becoming Catholic, and I was trying to save him from becoming one. And so I went to midnight mass with him, and I heard that prayer behind the altar. And I said, what are they doing? I was quiet, but I couldn't speak. And I said, what are they doing? Where'd they get that? That's our prayer. They have no right. Who do they think they are? They are. They are. This is our prayer. And when we left the church, my brother said to me, Ros, Rosalind, my given name, um, what'd you think? I was in such shock I couldn't speak for the whole half hour home. And when I finally got home, I said, David, that, I was shocked out of my skin. I said, that is a synagogue, David, but with Christ. And he got all excited. He said, that's right. That's what the Catholic Church is, a synagogue with Christ. Oh, I was just horrified, horrified. Where do you get off saying our prayers? It was amazing. And in Hebrew, every Jew knows who, who goes to synagogue. Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech Olam. Blessed art thou, O Lord our God, King of the universe. And then it goes on giving us the fruit of the earth, uh, the bread, uh, the bro, pro uh, hagafen, uh, I'm forgetting it, uh, the wine, the fruit of the earth. It's very beautiful, and we prayed it all our lives. And how I come into the Catholic Church, and they stole it. <laughs> they didn't steal it. You know why they say it in the Catholic Church? is because you cannot be more Jewish than to be Catholic. You cannot be more Jewish than to be Catholic. Catholicism, not Christianity in general, but Catholicism is the full measure of Judaism. And Jesus said, I did not come to abolish the law 
but to fulfill it. And he did in his one holy Catholic and apostolic church that, that was founded on the Jewish apostles and prophets. Christianity, beloved, is Jewish. It is Jew, to, to borrow a phrase of uh, a dear, dear friend, Roy Shoman, um, and magnificent, uh, well-known convert into the church. He said, uh, Catholicism is post-Messianic Judaism. That is, Judaism, um, after the Messiah has come into the world, the Savior of the world, spread to the four corners of the earth. That's what Catholicism, universal uh, Judaism, is what it is. That's exactly what it is. So, um, so get the Ten Commandments. Every day we're going to do something. Every day we're going to benefit from one thing more. So if you don't know the Ten Commandments by heart, and your children don't know them by heart, or your children know them and you don't, or you know them and your children don't, go ahead, type them out on the computer, write them out, get one of your children to draw them out. It'll be a wonderful project for your children. They're home now. You don't know what to do with them. Let them each come up with a beautiful picture of the Ten Commandments and just take a wall of your house and paste them all up and have a a Ten Commandment drill at night or during the day. Um, and have little prizes for those who get all ten right. A little star or a a little candy or um, a a point, and when they total up so many points, they get a bigger prize, something like that. Um, It'll make it fun for them, and they'll learn their faith. And you know, they may not study it and know it well, but um, when they're older... They remember, thou shalt not commit adultery. And it may save them from an adulterous relationship. It may make them realize that if they enter into this relationship and they die in the middle of the night, they'll be in hell. That's true. And so uh, it's how uh, the Baltimore Catechism became so popular because why did God make me and all of that? We memorized, or Catholics did, <laughs> memorize the answers. And we knew all those things in our heart. We had that store of Catholic knowledge, even if it wasn't so deep. And I think we should do that now. Write the Ten Commandments. Make it a project today for your children. And if uh, to paste all over your walls, and if uh, you have no children, you're by yourself, and you don't, Uh, know the Ten Commandments, take some crayons and make a beautiful or or a a little sewing kit or something, numbers, something, and and write out the Ten Commandments and memorize them. The way I used to memorize is I would memorize one to ten, and then I would go backwards ten to one. I'm not sure now. I think... um, Okay, sweet, uh, beloved, I think that's the outgoing music. And so um, we'll be back right after the break. Um, and uh, toll-free, call in uh, with anything on your heart is one 711 No, 511 one I got a little distracted. 511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back. Don't go away.
The future of the family is grim. As Our Lady of Fatima said, the final battle will be for the family. It truly seems as though we're in the heat of this final battle and we need your help. Our mission at LifeSite News is to educate and activate readers with the information they need to defend life and the family and restore Christian culture. We are currently the most popular pro-life website on the internet with over 40 million unique users every year. And we've been experiencing an even bigger reach than ever this year. But we need your help to reach more of the 7.7 billion people on earth if we are to truly succeed in changing the culture. Please consider donating to help our mission of promoting the culture of life and fearless defenders of the faith like Mother Miriam. Visit give.lifesite.news.com to give today. Thank you for your support. Join us here on the Station of the Cross for the Liturgy of the Hours at 5 a.m., 3 p.m., and 9.30 p.m. Eastern with the Office of Readings read at 3 o'clock. In the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 18, verse 20, Jesus tells us where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. The Liturgy of the Hours is also known as the Divine Office and is the daily prayer of the Church. So you know you'll be uniting your prayer with priests, religious, and laity throughout the world. It's comprised of small reflections, readings from sacred scripture, and writings from saints and theologians. To learn more about the Liturgy of the Hours, visit thestationofthecross.com. That's thestationofthecross.com. Pray with us each day at 5 a.m., 3 p.m., and 9.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Hi, and welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. We have uh, camera problems right now, so we're going to see if we can reconnect. But in the interim, oh, it looks like we are connected now. Oh, I like that. Okay, this is terrific. Okay, now I see you. No, I don't see you, but you can see me. Okay, God bless you, everyone. Um, these are minor problems. It's With all the problems going on in the world, these are uh, really minor little problems that we have, little annoyances, but we should be so grateful with the craziness that's going on in the world, the evil that's growing day by day, night by night. Um, it's um, it's like if you're keeping up with some of the news, uh, it's, a, it's, it's beyond Twilight Zone. It's watching the beginning of a horror movie. It's truly awful out there. So we need to live our faith and be grateful for every moment. Uh, our Lord gives us. So again, our lines are wide open. Feel free to call in with anything on your heart or email or text. We're going to go to an anonymous note um, from someone who asks, when I pray in a group, I use plural nouns in a written prayer that is written in the singular. Is it okay to replace words I, me, and my with we, us, and our in these kinds of prayers? Absolutely, yes. Um, 
when we I, often, if I'm praying the Memorari, I pray by myself. Um, I come into the O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. But if I'm praying in a group, I say, we fly unto the O Virgin of Virgins, our mother. Absolutely, 100% fine. Not a problem in the world. Okay. We're going to take another uh, email from someone who writes it anonymously and says, my sister has been in a relationship with another woman for 20 years. Oh, I can't. Oh, these are so hard to read. I'm so sorry. Um, I have prayed for her. I have told her I do not agree with same-sex marriage, even though they are not married. She said more recently that she thought I was afraid because I thought she was going to hell. And I said, I don't know who is going there but told her I thought that we should all stay close to Jesus. Of course, she has not gone to church for years, has given no indication that she prays. Should I be discussing this topic further with her? Yes, you should be. The the, the email goes on, but I'll stop here to answer it and say yes. You discuss it privately away from her partner. And it's not that you should all stay close to Jesus, you tell her that she's right. You are afraid she'll be in hell. You are afraid of that because um, homosexuality, uh, many people were put to death in the Old Testament for it. It warrants death. It is a grave, grave sin. And so, yes, if she is in this relationship, she has put herself out of the grace of God. And if she dies in that state, she will be in hell. You need, you can, You cannot help anyone unless you are clear with them. Um, And this uh, anonymous uh, person says, also, I often stay with her and her partner when in town, as my other siblings do not have suitable accommodations. Now I'm thinking that maybe I should not be staying, as I may be giving her the false impression that I agree with their relationship, although I do so as um, as I love her. I... I love the sin or hate the sin. I think what you need to do is make the message very clear that uh, to your sister that um, uh, they are on their way to hell. And um, it's not love to be in a relationship with someone that's going to cause that for you and for her. It is absolutely grave sin. She could say, well, I don't believe it. I'm Catholic. I'm not Catholic. I don't believe it. And you can say, well, you don't have to believe it. Um, if you jump out of a window, you don't have to understand or believe that gravity is going to take you down. But if you jump out of the window, it's going to take you down. You won't have a choice. The same thing here. If you're in grave sin, you cannot go to heaven. And there's only one other place, and that's hell. And that's where you're sending yourself. When God created us, he put within us, each of us the, um, his moral law. We have it. We have it. We are. We have the knowledge of God in us. And so someone can sear their conscience. Uh, Romans chapter 1 is the greatest explanation of that. But, um, but they're accountable before God. So make it clear to her that you're praying for her, but you can no longer even appear to support her in any way, and you will not stay with her when you're in town because that will uh, be supporting her. So that's the way it has to be. And if you have no one, no other siblings to stay with, you need to save up money and for a hotel or go to the YMCA or whatever it is, YWCA rather, women. 
Um, she says, I also have a brother that has had same-sex relationships. I said something years ago to him in disapproval, although my understanding of why it is wrong is a lot deeper now, so I'm not sure if I should be speaking to him again about this as well. Yes, you should, because your your siblings are on their way to hell, and you know the truth, and you will be accountable if you keep it to yourself. So go to your brother, say, I know I spoken disapproval of this lifestyle of yours years ago and I almost want to apologize for that because it's not my disapproval it's God's disapproval you're not displeasing me you're frightening me because you're you're putting yourself on the path to hell you need to make it very clear and you need to speak in love and it's not what Catholics believe it's what God has said And that's why we believe it. She says, I have another sister that thinks it's okay. We're no longer close as she chooses to give me the cold shoulder. It would seem for speaking my disapproval or God's disapproval. Well, you don't need to discuss it with anyone, but your your two, your, your sister and your brother. You don't have to have that discussion with the rest of your family if they don't believe. She says, both my parents passed away years ago without any of my siblings telling them that they had been or, or are in a gay relationship. It's been a cross for many years for me, and it has only gotten worse in my family. I have a niece that's also in a relationship with another woman. More recently, a great niece has, quote unquote, come out. Oh, what a, what a tragic situation in your family, dear one. She says, I'm sick at heart for all of them, especially the most recent one um, that has come out. My three siblings recently were applauding my great niece on Facebook for coming out. Besides from praying, is there anything else that I should be doing? Yes, you need to offer sacrifices for them uh, every day. And you need to offer Mass for them when you are able to go to Mass. Um, And you need to be praying. But you must speak clearly and have one good conversation with each of them privately. A conversation that you have well prepared so you know what it is God has said. And you know what it is you're going to bring them. And you can also leave it to them on paper, uh, the Word of God. And the church teaching. She says, um, knowing that speaking out again will probably jeopardize all these relationships, let it be. Let it jeopardize. God, God can't do anything with what they don't know. But the Holy Spirit can use your words to penetrate their heart and might save them. Don't worry about what they think of you. That's not the point. Um, speaking out again, privately and individually. All right, ask them for a time that you can do that. Take them to lunch, do something. Words, don't go to their home and say, well, can I speak with you in the back bedroom? Don't do that, or the back room. Uh, try to get along with them if you can. And, and be loving and be non-judgmental. You're not judging, you're speaking truth. Um, she says, I try to put God first in my life and know it. It's important to speak out in love. Doing so may still jeopardize all these relationships. It may. It may. But if you don't speak out in love, if you, don't, if you, don't, if you speak out and not in love, <clears throat> you might be making things worse for you and for them. But if you speak the truth in love, let the result be God's. And if you don't, you will be accountable before God. So you say, what is my opinion in all this? That is my opinion. Please keep me and them in your prayers. Um, And she signs it sick at heart. 
So yes, you will be in our prayers, that's for sure. But um, you must speak with them, and, and you can say to them, you know, I don't want anything in the world to separate us, but love does not see someone walking before a truck when the person doesn't see it and not shout out to save their lives. That's what I'm doing. I, I know you don't believe it. I know you don't agree, but I've never been clear with you before. And it's not that I disapprove. It's that God has said clearly that um, this lifestyle will send us to hell. The New Testament says no homosexual, uh, all of that adulterer will uh, enter the kingdom of heaven. So um, if you know these things and you choose hell for you and your partner, I, I have no power over that. But I will be accountable uh, for helping you go to hell if I don't say anything to you. All right. Um, we have a call from Martha from Greece, New York. Hi, Martha. Hello, Mother Mary. Hi, sweetie. Thank you for, <laughs> thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. I, I heard you yesterday announced that there was going to be a program of Fatima and the coronavirus Mm-hmm. And I didn't catch if that's going to be on TV, radio, or or how. It's going to be on the internet. The internet. Hang on a second now. Let me see if I can find it. Um, because I actually registered for it. Um, oh. Here it is. Hold uh-huh. on. I think I've got it. It's the Rome Life Forum uh, online. And the, the, the theme is, yes, coronavirus in the light of Fatima, a tragedy and a source of hope. Okay, and it's going to be, I th- think, begins May 20th with an incredible, wonderful lineup of speakers. Okay, here it is. Um, May 20th through the 22nd. It begins at 12 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. Uh, 12 to 2 p.m. each day, two hours every day, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern time. Where do you live? So that would be Eastern time. Yes. And uh, it's a streaming video. And all you need to do is if you if you go to the Internet, do you have in, Yeah, you do have Internet, right? Um, yes. If you if you type in um, Rome Life Forum. Rome Life Forum, F-O-R-U-M, they'll give you um, a way to um, to link onto it. And if okay. that fails somehow, go to LifeSite News, and I think they'll have a link to it. Okay, thank you so very much. Um, oh, you're, you're very Brian. welcome. God bless you, Martha. God, Thanks, God bless you, too. Thank, thank you. Okay, let me see now. I have, um, we have an email. Uh, Again, it looks like someone wrote in anonymously. um, And um, they say, I have an important question for you. A close relative of mine who's 13 years old is having gender confusion and thinks that she is pansexual because she has at times been attracted to members of the opposite sex and all kinds of genders. She has many friends who say they are bisexual, homosexual, different gender orientations because of attraction to other genders, but not engaging in sexual activity. 
This is a big topic of conversation now. They are in the seventh grade. They have teachers that are married to the same-sex partner. Oh, beloved, I have been warning, and many people have been warning for months and months and months to get your children out of school, public schools. They're closed now. You don't have a choice. But don't ever, ever send them back to a public school. You will destroy them, and you will be accountable, not the school, but you. Mom and Dad, God has given you the stewardship over your children. I'll finish this email when we come back from the break, and it'll be our last segment. And the lines are wide open, so feel free to call in with anything on your heart. Toll free, 1-877-511-5483. We'll be right back. Love learning more about the church, but confused or disheartened by the struggles we are facing today? Follow LifeSite News Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, or sign up for LifeSite Catholic emails and stay up to date on the constant stream of news about the Catholic Church. Our church is in a time of crisis, and we as laity have a responsibility and a duty to educate ourselves and stay true to the faith. LifeSite News Catholic is dedicated to keeping the laity informed and educated. To follow us, go to Facebook or Twitter and search LifeSite News Catholic. As Mother Miriam always says, we must live as if it were true. This is Rick Paolini and Father Jacek Mazur. Join us every Sunday morning. We'll be delving into the diary of St. Maria Faustina and discussing the topics important in your life. Whether you're wrestling with willpower or praying for patience, God uses the diary to speak to your struggles. So tune in for Divine Mercy in My Soul every Sunday morning at 11. And catch the Encore presentation every Tuesday evening at 8. Jesu ufam tobie. Jesus, I trust in you. Hi, this is Terry Barber from The Terry and Jesse Show. Every week we bring you the gospel with clarity and charity. We want you to know Jesus and his bride, the church. If you have any questions about the faith or what is happening in the church, be sure to tune in each week. We love it when you join the conversation at 888-526-2151. It's The Terry and Jesse Show, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, heard around the world on the iCatholic radio app. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved 
to Mother Miriam Live. Again, this is our last segment just for this morning. We'll be back with you, God willing, tomorrow. And our toll-free number to call in with anything on your heart. It doesn't matter um, what it is. It never needs to be what we're speaking about. And toll-free, it's 1-877-511-5483. We have an email um, from, uh, let me see, it's uh, Patty Ann. And um, she has a close relative who's 13 years old, having gender confusion. And um, uh, she has many friends who say they are bisexual, homosexual, uh, because of their... And and different genders, she thinks she's pansexual just because of being attracted to others. and uh, Patty Ann says, she's able to confide in me. What do I do to keep the lines of communication open but help her to understand God's ways are better? Uh, I wouldn't help her understand God's ways are better in this case. I would help her to understand God's ways are life and the, the other way is death. There's a way, Proverbs um, uh, says, there's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. In this case... Uh, any way other than God's way, man and woman, God created no one else, two genders, man and woman. Um, that's it, male and female, nothing else. And if anyone adopts anything else, um, it is death. It is death. Um, and uh, Patty Ann goes on to say she knows we're very Catholic in our beliefs. We've had much had much discussions teaching about this. I've read to her passages from the Bible, talked about the commandments, and we discuss religion a lot with her and often say parts of the rosary together. She's beautiful. She has a lot of anxiety and has been trying to decide what gender she is. Well, you say she's your cousin, Patty Ann. I, I don't know what home she comes from. Uh, but it's a troubled home. Um, and Patty Ann says, how do I get... All right, this is a different question. Um, she needs to know that there's no decision here because God is the only creator, and we don't decide our gender. We don't decide what we are. If you're a, um, a, um, a potter and you make cups and plates and all of that... Um, you make a cup and that's what it is. The cup is not going to decide that it wants to be a plate or that it's attracted to plates, so it must be an alternate plate. I know that's a crazy example because the cup doesn't have feelings. But you are a creature of God. You have no say in that. It is God who has made you from the moment of conception in your mother's womb. And if you want to know who you are, you look at the birth certificate because it says girl or boy. There are no other options. There are no other options. There are wounded souls who have many problems and maybe had problems from childhood on, maybe were abused, maybe uh, were confused about things, maybe had certain sensitivities and were led that way, but um, uh, God's way is not better. It's the only way, uh, because, again, the opposite is death. Um, And so I would try to teach her that. I would try to teach her her dignity and her beauty as a woman, even at 13, and say, you know, sweetheart, don't be worried. You're not your gender, uh, your sex is not determined by who you're attracted to. Absolutely not. 
it's determined by God who made you. And if you find yourself attracted to other girls, um, just ask God, then just pray for them. Say, Lord, um, I ask you to help my heart and their heart to be pure and grow up to be beautiful women. You see, what happens when a, a woman who's married to a man is attracted to no, another man? That doesn't change her gender. She just has to say, Lord, I'm very attracted to that married man, and I, I, I better not do anything about it, or I will put myself on the path to hell. I better not do anything about it. So you've, you've drawn me to be attracted to him because of his beautiful features, handsome uh, virtues, all of that. And these are beautiful things. So you've shown me what I admire in someone, and I ask that you bless him and keep him faithful to his wife and to his family. And you pray for him, you see. So uh, attraction doesn't determine what or who we are. God has made us, and that is what we are. And we need to learn to, um, as St. Francis de Sales says, be ourself and be that well. So... Um, um, again, I, I don't know why her parents or family is not involved in this. And uh, you're her cousin, so just keep trying to help her the way you are. But don't be soft in your language. Don't say God's way is better, because then it means we have a choice, better or best. We don't want that. We have no choice if we want life. And say, sweetheart, God has made you a beautiful woman uh, at 13, and he has a beautiful plan for you. And we're the only ones that can destroy that. Don't worry about your attractions, the kids in school. Uh, don't be fearful about them. Just come to God and uh, come have a, a special relationship with the Blessed Mother and let her raise you up to be a saint. I'm sure there's other things involved. Um Patty Ann, you also say, how do I get your shows from my phone? Do you live stream? Yes, we do. Um, iCatholic Radio app should do it. iCatholic Radio app on your phone. We have an email from Denise who writes, Dear Mother Miriam, uh, I live in Toronto. We are still under lockdown. I have become increasingly frustrated of how people have been so obedient um, to laws like uh, they become obedient as if they're robots. I witness, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's, it's terrible and it's frustrating and it's dangerous. I witnessed two youths pulled aside by not one but two cop cars. All these boys did was ride their motorbikes. People have received hefty fines for things like a family going rollerblading. An elderly man was fined for going alone in a parking lot to walk his dog. I don't understand how they compromised anyone's safety. They didn't, Denise. They did not. Yet they received hefty fines. I am hearing about an increase in domestic violence, child abuse, couples breaking up, and I am seeing my own parents and other elderly people falling into depression in the winter of their lives. I have also heard that for every 1%, the unemployment rate goes up. Thousands of people die from suicide, heart attacks, and enter prisons for crimes. 
Oh, why is there such a concern for the spread of this virus and no concern about the well-being of people in our, our society? You've pegged it there. That's exactly right. This is, that's right. There's a concern for the spread of the virus and no concern, I agree with you, no concern about the well-being of people in our society. She says, I feel our society, including many devout Catholics, have become like robots. You're right, they have. Bowing to these unjust laws and not really seeing the heart of the law. Please advise me on what I can do to wake people up um, in Christ, Denise. Denise, you're right. Um, the world is becoming robots. It's very scary. It's very dangerous, and, and bishops have gone along with this as well when they don't have to, and they have no right to refuse the sacraments to anybody, nor do priests. Um, it's as if a blindfold has been placed over society. It's truly, truly awful. The only way to help anybody is to get a hold of some of the videos that are out of the evil of the, what has been planned by human beings for this coronavirus, you've got to be informed, and then people can be um, um, persuaded. God bless you all. We'll see you tomorrow.